0: hello and welcome to izzy and gina in stitches informal conversation about life in general and art and embroidery in particular with me izzy moore and me gina ferrari
1: hello isabel how are you today
0: <laughs> i'm all right feeling a bit yeah. ah, nothing new there <laughs> haircut i know it looks very smart very chic. Thank you. I said to her, I took pictures and I don't know whether they like that. And I think it's quite useful. And we talked it through and I said, I want, I want edgy. And she said, not not sure if we can do edgy. Oh, <laughs> because, you know, just because it curls. And yeah. um, but actually, I think.
1: Yeah. See, I, I wax mine to make it edgy, but of course it's still gone flat. But then I do that.
0: <laughs> but it's great because, you know, if I wake up yeah. and it's all sticking up in the air, which I quite like in a way. Yeah. stick my head under the tap. It's great. It's so, <laughs> the, the real test is: Do I get rid of all my hair accoutrements, all the the bands oh. and things, and my favourite grippy, grippy clip?
1: Oh, see, I don't have any of that sort of stuff at all.
0: I keep it, even though I I go short, long, short, long. But uh, the real test is to chuck it all out, and then and when it's yeah, when it's this short, I don't even have a brush or a comb. I, I didn't brush my hair anyway because it was curly and it just sort of yeah. did funny it made it frizzy anyway so that's really oh. good and yeah I have been since we last did this I've been down to France and I've come back again and it actually feels hotter here than there in a funny way even though it was mid-30s sure I think it's because it's humid here
1: yeah and we're not kind of used to it either we're we? We not geared up for it <laughs> So it always feels <laughs> like a heat wave.
0: And we haven't got a pool as well. So yeah, it
1: makes a difference.
0: Missing, missing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I did have a discovery in France. I'll just uh, sneak that one in because mm. you know, trying, <laughs> trying not to eat so much, you know, like sort of dairy stuff and think, France is not a good country to visit. This is quite tricksy stuff, which you, I think you've mentioned before as well. It's why you prefer Italy. For travel yes because of the for food. The
1: vegetarian and fresh food yeah i find yeah. french food very difficult yeah yeah
0: so like motorway services thinking i don't like sort of plastic sandwiches anyway so what on earth am i going to eat um i discovered nearly every french motorway services you can buy a baguette yes just a plain baguette and a pot of peaches peach slices oh okay which is one of my favorite things that we talked about this before it's one of my favorite <laughs> things at the moment so I just spent the week all the travel sort of living off peach slices and baguette. Yeah.
1: See, I even find I mean the bread is lovely in France. I know it's lovely, but I just yeah. find you eat far too much of it as well. And I'm not good yeah. if I eat too much bread.
0: I wasn't so. having all the other stuff as well. I wasn't having like the butter and the cheese and the sure. blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and it was my birthday when we, we were there as well. And unfortunately, it was the day we travelled down to my daughter's. It was so hot, we were so tired. We checked into the hotel. We said, Oh, let's just eat here. And then you look at the menu and you think, <laughs> sort of don't want to say anything because if I make a fuss, then we're going to have to walk into town and right. it's blooming hot and no one wants to do that. And so it was my birthday then. So we had nice drinks on the terrace, which was very nice. Very
1: nice, yes.
0: And then I ended up, my birthday meal was, it was almost like the antithesis of what I would have chosen. We had, we had a sharing platter of charcuterie and cheese and then I had a steak. Really? How did that happen? <laughs> because it's France. That's how it happened. I was thinking a nice salad a bit of melon or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, so that was that. Um, and since coming back, um, yeah, horrible ferry crossing, just getting a bit bleh, And then just coming yeah. back to my room and thinking, what? what am I doing? Yeah, It's taken a while, but I am back now good Um, (laughs) jolly um, good how about you how are you
1: yeah i'm good i ache all over i'll come to that why (laughs) in a moment i think we when we did our live thing on instagram last week i said we would got men in the house all over the house because we've had an air source heat pump installed to replace our oil central heating and i have to say we're really pleased with what's come up you know what's happened so far the test will obviously be in the winter but
0: it, my mum's got one yeah. in, the, in the cottage
1: in I Wales. Think, yeah, I'm really loving it, actually, the, the whole way it sets up and works. And so with the, everything was very disrupted last week. And so I've kind of been doing open studio prep and thinking about mm. what's going to happen for that. And I realised that because I do it in the garden and in my studio, the way into the garden is now blocked by this great big fan thing outside so you, we can get squeezed in and out but you can't expect visitors to squeeze in and out past the gate it's like a big air conditioning unit thing that's it how it works so eventually the oil tank's going and the oil yeah. will be removed and then the gate will be moved and that'll be fine but yeah not in the next two weeks <laughs> right okay so we yes. have a, another way in our garden at the end which was where the garage used to be in my studio is but of course when we had the studio built there was like a concrete apron leading into where the garage would have been and we had builders in to break that up and remove it however they hadn't removed all of it there was still about six inches of rubble there right so I thought well we can let people in that way but of course you can't expect them to crawl over all this rubble to get to the patio (laughs) so I said well we can make a nice little stone garden and a path (laughs) of course no way you're going to get anyone to in to do that in two weeks so Stuart and I thought we'd do it together okay so we've spent the weekend clearing rubble which has spent days doing that bags and bags and bags of hardcore come out we've got a path pretty much laid and we're waiting for some topsoil delivery on wednesday and we were gonna do that very good yeah you know, this is so typical me isn't it Yeah, you know, right open studios i need a new way in the garden let's remodel the garden <laughs> when is open studio starting Um, This coming weekend, but I have two weeks time. Two weeks for you.
0: Yes. That's what I was thinking. I think it's July this weekend, Gina. Right. Yeah,
1: I know. When this comes out, it will be just over a week. Okay. So, Open Studios, you know, you'll find me on Cambridge Open Studios website, or, you know, if you subscribe to all my usual stuff, you'll find out. (laughs) So, that's what I've been doing. So, our wedding anniversary yesterday. So, we spent the day working together in the garden, shifting rubble. (laughs) We know how to have a good time. Yeah. yeah some people go out for dinner don't they or go on holiday but yeah Yeah. anyway, congratulations thank you so shall we get on to our main topic today
0: we did have an instagram live which is on your grid isn't it if people want to go back yes
1: yeah you can find it on my instagram
0: yeah and we have been asking for listeners questions and we have had a few
1: well, I've got 10 written down here, which I think makes quite a good episode, personally. Uh, but
0: some were almost like too meaty, weren't they? We thought there's a lot there. So we don't have we're not going to go into it all now. All the answers. No, we're
1: not going to answer in detail. We're going to do. Well, what, what did I say? I think I used the word superficial, which was totally wrong because we're not treating it like it's superficial. We're going to give quick, brief answers now. But some of these topics, some of think
0: these are definitely. Revisit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah worth definitely. Repeat. Should I kick off with which was the first one I've got written down, which I thought was incredibly yeah, meaty from Mona. How do I start a creative business?
0: <laughs> I asked the question. You want to answer that? We've talked before about how we got yeah. started, didn't we? We have, yeah. Well, I mean, I sort of fell into teaching the machine embroidery. I always knew I wanted, when I left my secretarial stuff, I wanted to do something creative. And family were saying, you, you've quit your job well, what are you going to do and yeah. I didn't want to say I want to be an artist because I didn't really want to admit it to myself and I didn't know mm-hmm. how and I didn't know what form that would take but just so I didn't say anything and then I was pregnant and sort of well I left my job to to start a family which seemed plausible yeah and so then because I was at home with my daughter and I, couldn't be expected to go back to work although I did do I did retrain as a teacher so I could do supply teaching yeah but more or less I was at home with my daughter so I did things that fitted in with her and I was doing the city and guilds classes which I started while I was pregnant and I just carried on doing that and I did that all the way through to diploma and then at the end there was this little advert for machine embroidery tutor so I started doing that and then I quit doing that with the college and I did my own classes and just putting th- putting things online was the big yeah, thing because then you get shared and people find you and then it becomes more of a business it's a
1: slow burn though isn't it I think that's the point I mean my my way into it was pretty similar to yours you know teaching took time off gradually went back into it
0: yeah it's like a natural yeah. it's not a plan I didn't plan no. it because if I planned it it was complete pants because it's
1: slightly terrifying if you plan it i think now we're kind of established now we're more in the planning of which direction it's going to take and what we want to do but it's taken several years to do that hasn't it but
0: also i've talked about this before a large part of it was the lockdowns was the pandemic and cancelling all the in-person things because quite frankly doing the occasional workshop every other month and going for a talk in six weeks time or that's not a business. No, it's
1: very part-time, but it still is all-consuming.
0: It's all-consuming in the same yeah. way, because you still have to be doing the work, or you're yeah. working towards an exhibition, you know, with maybe, like, the Embroiderers Guild or something, or a group of people, yeah. or you might sell some cards at an event or the local art trail. I would sell bits and pieces. I would sell some bigger pieces, but uh, it, it was still not... You wouldn't no. call it... A business and I couldn't live off it it was pocket yeah. money it wasn't a, a business
1: it also depends what sort of business Mona's talking about because I mean she may not want to teach and I think most of our income does come from teaching doesn't it and yeah. art sales and that type of thing is a minor part of it that some people may want to go into an art business and concentrate on selling art. And that's, again, a, Which is another totally whole game. Very difficult. But Very it's not that it can't be done. But I think we do. you do have to rely quite heavily on social media and sharing. And yeah. I know this is and an email list. You really do need an email list.
0: Email list is almost the most important thing of all because social yeah. media comes and goes You could lose your whole account. You have no control over that. You have no control over whether people see your things or not. Some way of getting in touch and talking to your people and your people being able to communicate back with you. So you need some sort of presence online. Unless you are living in the middle of a city and there's enough people all around you and your audience is just there, you need to have that presence online. So you, You need that email list. Some a website or something, some sort of online place where people can go, but also that email list so that people can then communicate with you.
1: Yeah, that you are in then control of because, like you say, yes, yeah. you can put as much as you like on social media. You have no idea just seeing it.
0: The whole yeah. thing could just go overnight. Yeah,
1: and sometimes you put something out there and it kind of almost goes viral, and another time you think, well, I've had three people like that. Boom. Yeah,
0: I mean, once you get into it and once you really. It's sort of chicken and egg. It's sort of all once you once this works and that works and you sort of get more interested. Oh, actually, I did this thing and that, oh, that's interesting. Then you can delve into things like how to, oh, like using your your hashtags or using things in a targeted way. So like using Pinterest in a targeted way. There are ways of learning this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and there are people out there who can teach you these things or at least help you or signpost you but there's lots of resources out there as well
1: yeah
0: but um, I, I think this
1: is one of these that's probably going to be yeah. good for a, a whole episode mona but it was a really good question but it's just like stick at it identify what it is you want to do exactly I think, really. what i was
0: just going to say that's the first yeah. thing sort of when you say a creative business it's being realistic as well ha! but you can't do everything
1: yeah and it is a slow burn yeah.
0: someone said to me as well um hazel credland who used to be a computer textile design? Yeah. When, when that was a thing. Uh, she said to me, you can either teach or exhibit. You cannot do both. Well, I mean, you could do both, but one of them is going to be the big one. You have to choose. Yeah, one of them might be bigger than the other, but you
1: they're not exclusive.
0: And I was very sort of
1: No, you can do both. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. agree with I that. I know,
0: no, but she meant, you know, <laughs> yeah. successfully, you have to choose
1: yeah maybe i think
0: it but maybe. then i think you know if you're really successful at the whole exhibiting thing and the okay. then you could teach but in a very niche sort of way and charge a lot of money
1: well i'm just thinking of louise fletcher for example i'm yeah. just
0: you know jambini and jean
1: yeah. they exhibit a they sell again. their work they teach yeah so
0: but there's yeah. a premium on their teaching though because they exhibit so much and,
1: anyway no. right oh, yes question yeah. number two then well wow. <laughs> thank you mona <laughs>
0: Got uh, question? yeah do you want to read this one
1: okay this is from jane jane ross there are lots of lovely art and craft courses online and she's done lots of them during lockdown so how do we stop ourselves jumping from one thing to another and just focus and develop on one thing Ooh, <laughs> you're shaking your head like you don't know an answer to that
0: <laughs> not a clue mate
1: <laughs> <laughs> no over to you well i think identifying what it is you really love it's I'm really sort of into this at the moment. I think this is going to be another episode of not allowing these outside influences into our heads, because it's quite hard to identify exactly what it is you love about what you do. And, you know, I do courses and think, yeah, this is fabulous. And I really enjoy it. And then I never ever go back to that technique again. And I think that is the answer. Whereas if you do something and you think, yeah, I really love this. And you start to incorporate it into your work, you know, you've found your thing. And perhaps you just need to not sign up to some courses, except ours, of course.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> and yeah, identify what it is you really love. In terms of practical every day, ah, I want to press the button. I want to click. What do I do? Breathe. Come back to it. If you can, come back to it another day. Leave yeah. it for a while. Um, time without the Internet is very good. Time to do your own thing. And I think if something is still calling to you, say, why? What is it about it? There must be something there. What has caught your eye? Is it because it's a distraction and it's not what you should be doing? Is it because you got to a tricky bit on something else? You know, is it a procrastination? Or is there really something there? And I think at the end of the day, you know, you have that gut feeling actually, yeah, this is just because everyone else is doing it and I want to—I don't want to be left out don't and miss it's out. the latest. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or you think, actually, no, there's something in this. I really have a good feeling about this. I want to do mm. this. And I think we know it's... Yeah, deep down. But you have to have that stillness and that turn off everything else, walk away and think, okay, what's going on?
1: Yeah, you have to find that answer within yourself. No one else can tell you which... Yeah not easy to hear that is it but you will know
0: but you also do need to try lots of things to find your thing but but you can try lots of things without having to sign up to all the things yeah or save up and do one really good one if you know other things are going to come around again say okay i'll park that put it on a maybe list yeah and say but i'm going to do this one this year
1: or yeah whatever. it can be hard because you know the really successful ones they just go up in price don't they enormously who is that
0: but oh so, that's a yeah
1: yeah that's another thing altogether but anyway you have oh to gosh sort of look gosh. inside
0: i've just looked at number three and i haven't worked this one out at all so this is completely off the top of my head what five materials would you take with you if stranded on a desert island if you take sets of things what brands la, 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 la. jill that was
1: jill yeah yeah I haven't thought about it either, but I actually think five things is a lot, especially if you can take sets. Paper, lots of paper. I would rather have paper than boards or canvases, actually. I, think. I
0: would rather have something like a fine liner pen, a really nice fl- flowing fine liner black pen mm. than any other drawing implement, I think. Yeah,
1: I'd rather have that than pencils, yeah.
0: Or even like a reliable biro. Yeah, a reliable pen that I'm not fighting with, or it's not scratchy. <laughs> Something that's smooth and I can yeah. just draw indefinitely. And there's lots yeah. of good
1: makes of fine liners out there, aren't there?
0: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or sort of rollerbally type things as well. I'm just trying to think what I've got. Um, there is. I've moved my stash of pens <laughs> behind you. No. <laughs> oh, that would be too obvious, wouldn't it? Ah these jobs uniball yeah those are really nice and reliable Not there's a fine liner a high point fine liner thing
1: yeah
0: so paper pen paper pen it would be nice to have some sort of method
1: of adding color yeah because she said if you take sets of things like a set of acrylics well you'd want six colors black and white wouldn't you but the brand is very what uh, yeah. sort of
0: like a cool and a warm too yellow to blue to
1: red yeah definitely cool and warm of the primaries but then you white. need a brush
0: as well and then you need a water pot
1: yeah. you've got water you're stranded on an island you've got the sea
0: okay <laughs> something I got into when I went away because I had my little wash bag of many compartments with all my yeah. art materials I think that was a Jean Littlejohn trick ages ago she said right. she takes a, a roll up wash bag with all the compartments um I've got a set of those neo colour crayons. Yes. So they're really bright and vibrant. There's a really nice pink and they're water soluble.
1: Sure. And in fact, I was using those on Saturday at my workshop because I didn't want to bring a lot of paint. So we yeah. Had exactly. to into media and they just use water. So yeah, neo neo colour crayons then. Yeah.
0: Neo
1: colour crayons, pyro paper. So we've
0: got paper. See, charcoal, and- you wouldn't need to take that because you could burn something, couldn't you? Yeah. But
1: you don't I know have bonfire you might not. a
0: bonfire in <laughs>
1: Well, if you're on a if you're on an island. I don't think we need five things. I would be happy with those three, you know.
0: I'd be if it was a sandy beach, give me a stick. I just draw in the sand. Yeah. And I'd I'd arrange pebbles and do patterns and things with pebbles and things. True. I would I think I I would I think five is a lot, actually. Five things. I think pen, paper, and some crayons. Yeah. See cordage, we know how to make our cordage, you don't need string. Yeah, I can build myself a shelter. <laughs> Quite nice to have a towel or cloth, yeah something Yeah, we're going so. beyond art materials now. yeah I know but it would be quite nice to have some sort of sarong type thing because then you could use it as a towel you could sleep on it or in it yeah. um you could sit on it while you're doing your Indeed. but
1: no I think
0: scissors 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 or a knife yeah actually. maybe a
1: knife would be more practical wouldn't it because you could use it for other things a
0: knife an edge
1: okay a knife
0: Oh, gosh, I'm just looking at the time. Right. Yeah. We, well, what have we got up to? We've got some quick ones. Oh, right. OK. Have we ever used Posca pens? Yes. All the time. Love yeah. them. That was Pam asked
1: us this live the other day. And the answer was, yes, we have used Posca pens. Yes.
0: Yeah, they're great. Right. They're acrylic. It's like acrylic paint in a stick. And you can get bullet shaped or chisel shaped and different yeah. thicknesses and all sorts of colours. And if you search on places like Amazon and stuff, you can just, if you have a really good rummage around, you can find people with really decent prices and all the colours. Yeah. So they're but
1: you use them like felt tip pens, don't
0: you? But yeah, they are but actually acrylic paint in a pen. They're really Brilliant. And they go over layers of paint and things. So they're really yeah. vibrant. Good fun for adding line. Excellent.
1: Right. Next one. I've got, if you're exhibiting textile work in a gallery, which I have to say I've never done, do they require them to be framed under glass? And I'm thinking, yes, they probably do, don't they, if you're putting something framed? I don't know.
0: Probably do, but
1: I don't know. Can't really answer that. I don't know. Because
0: I don't know, no experience. I'm guessing, though, if a gallery is taking textile stuff, it depends on the gallery. They might like The canvases open, with the open dance. and the texture as a contrast to the things. I don't know. I think it depends on the gallery. I think generally in exhibitions, people are tending to put things behind glass more. As a protection. It, do you think as well, a protection with fingers and people poking things. And, and yeah, but
1: I don't know it depends on who's who's buying and your audience all sorts of things i mean we said this didn't we textile people appreciate the fact that textiles are not behind glass
0: as you can see people
1: who know nothing about textiles quite like them framed like a picture behind glass because they know what to do with it yeah and they're familiar with that format
0: yeah so, so i think you're more likely to sell to just the general public if it's behind glass. Indeed.
1: I think that was Wendy that asked that. And I think, because we c- couldn't quite remember because the questions were coming in fast and furious on our lives. I think, well,
0: with the Instagram thing, it's very difficult to see what people are saying and the names yes. as well. So do you think it's Wendy who said the next one as well? Uh, possibly, because she asked a couple of things, didn't she, which was lovely. And that was, do we do our own
1: framing or get our work framed? I do my own. A bit of both little bit of both I have had work framed if it was going to go into a gallery I oh would get I it think framed. I'd get
0: it framed yeah
1: because you know
0: but there are certain standards they'd expect yes and I'm not sure whether I would necessarily be able to meet them I would always make sure I then bought a decent quality frame you know a proper yeah
1: I mean there are, there are very wide variety of qualities aren't there in terms of frames you have to sort of be careful what you buy but yeah
0: yeah I would buy from a known art supplier in that case, yeah. especially if online. So somewhere like Jackson's, where yeah. I know that they are selling to artists, and they are proper,
1: pro- properly made frames. They're not yeah. Sort of cheap. Yeah, and proper or, wood or... ones
0: as well. Because I've, I think I've mentioned this before, either here or in one of my courses. I have had those tray frames built to measure and right. i've had white before but because they're foil wrapped it said they're painted white and i thought when they turned up they said, no, these aren't painted they're like foil wrapped so of course if they get dinged or dented get damaged right okay yeah. yeah so if you make sure they're wood then if they're damaged you can sand them you can paint them you can repaint sure. them yeah so yeah I, I do buy
1: tray frames from jackson's a lot and use those so it's sort of a, it's a halfway is point, it halfway, isn't it, yeah. getting them framed and framing them yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've used their box frames. But
1: you do need good frames if you're doing it yourself. And either you need to be able to ca- cut your mounts properly, which Isabel can do and I can't, or buy cut mounts, get them cut or for you. Or get
0: someone to do that for you.
1: Yeah, which you can. Most framers will, will sell mounts and cut them. Yeah. Because you I need hate. the
0: proper cutty thing. Um, yes this was a great one I like this how do you get started after a long time of not making art either because life has got in the way or because you thought you were no good at it but you've got a sneaky feeling there might be more to it than school art lessons and there might be a tiny little artist in your soul that's Anna oh that is rather
1: sweet everyone's got everyone's got a little bit of an artist
0: artist inside them even if they don't
1: know it. Oh no, I tell you, I tell you a little aside here. I was in mm. Cambridge two, three weeks ago, handing out the brochures for open studios and engaging with the public. And yeah, the brochures are quite precious. They're quite meaty little things. So you don't give them out. So they then get put in a waste bin two minutes up the road. So, you know, we would speak to people, do you live in Cambridge? Have you heard of open studios? Mm-hmm. And are you interested in art? And one chapter turned around and I went, no. <laughs> To which me, Big Mouth, who just lets things blurb out, went, oh, that's a shame. (laughs) What's the matter with you?
0: Did you say that? What's the matter with you? (laughs) (laughs) To which you just looked at me and walked on. (laughs) It came out. And
1: I was with someone else and I went, oh, that came out loud, (laughs) didn't it? So maybe not everybody has a little bit of art in their soul. (laughs) But most, but you obviously do, Anna, because you've thought about it. So, I think, yes. yeah,
0: if you have yeah. that desire, yeah. So, so the question is, how do you get started? I, I touched on this in my last newsletter, actually.
1: Did you? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, about this sort of being a cycle because of the last three episodes we've done of this as yeah, well yeah. about the, yeah, just you just have to jump in somewhere. You just have to find something you like and do it and just practice do it. it and keep doing it. Yeah, just do yeah. something. And you can,
1: going back to Jane's, take a class, Jane's question. You yeah. know, if you're really stuck as to where to start, take a class that looks interesting and see where that leads you.
0: Also, I think if you, it sounds like she might have tried things before, maybe in the past, maybe a long time ago. Mm. So she might have, um, she might have a project that she started a long time ago, not quite sure about, just go back to it, do it, finish it, or look yeah. at it and go, mm, take the scissors to it. Anything. it doesn't really matter what it is you do or where you jump in whether it's a class or some old work or trying something new or copying something off youtube or i think you just got to start you just got to do it yeah this sort of leads on to what i've discovered this week but we'll come back to that in a moment because i think there's just a couple of other questions very good other questions we're gonna rush through these our time's running out yes so i think she asked another one then how do you know when to stop stopping is almost as hard as starting it's
1: the hardest thing to know but sometimes you've just got to go with your gut instinct and I'd rather stop too soon and go back to it than to overwork something
0: I think it's one of those things the painting's always finished just before that last brush stroke yeah <laughs> and you think oh why did I did shouldn't have done that <laughs> Stitching, but at least you can undo it, mostly. Yeah. You
1: kind of get used to knowing, don't you? And
0: It's when it stops. Yeah. You sort of look at it and think, no, there's nothing. No, I've got nothing.
1: Yeah. Brilliant.
0: And I think when you're sort of ready to just move on. Right. I think the last two were me. I think let's ignore those. Well, there was the one that the email came in this morning from Jackie. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, yes, Jackie.
1: Yes. Oh, my word. She actually sent us a lovely long email saying how we have almost changed her life with all the things that we tell her about and all the things that she's learned from us and so on.
0: And what what I really liked about it, though, was that a lot of the things she really liked are the things I think, what on earth was I talking about dusters? <laughs> um, but she's found it useful. She has. Yeah.
1: And she wants to know what she's going to be learning that's going to change her life in future episodes. Well, do you know, I don't think we can answer that, Jackie, because
0: we witter on and we don't know what's going to be useful to anybody, really. I've <laughs> replied to her and I said, actually, I think our next episode might provide some food for thought.
1: Yes, it will. I mean, I think I hope we like to think that every episode offers a little bit of something to get you thinking. We hope. Yes.
0: <laughs> but I think specifically sort of knowing Jackie from various emails back and forth with her. Yes. I think next time there might be a little something for her to. I,
1: I think. Possibly. Yes, possibly. <laughs> possibly.
0: But we say no more. Say no more. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's another, one more question. The other one
1: was about me asking you why you, you've still got two Instagram accounts, but we'll ignore that one.
0: Those are my questions. No, ignore those. It's boring.
1: No, but there was one that says, how do you finish paintings on paper before?
0: That was also me. Selling them. Was that you? Yeah, yeah that was okay. me.
1: Oh, well, yeah. you don't. You know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, you don't. No, I don't. You don't. I don't finish paintings on paper. No, they just because they're going into. Paper, usually, paper does get framed
0: and under glass. Yeah. Right. Oh, is that all our questions? Cool. we whipped through those, didn't we? For once, I was sort of trying to hurry us along, thinking we'd finished, but you had more.
1: Right, we, we've got a really, really quick diversions and discoveries now. If we're going to...
0: Yeah, go on then. What have you found? What have what I found?
1: Okay, it was an Art Juice episode from a couple of weeks ago where Alice Sheridan was interviewing a connected artist member, Christine Evans, and it was just a really, really lovely episode. It's the only episode that I've listened to twice consecutively. i listened to it one day, and I thought, "No, I'm going to listen to that again. And I think what was lovely, it was Christine, who'd been making art and realised she was making art that was pleasing other people. And, you know, she'd built up a little business. I mean, it was stuff she wanted to do, but it got to a stage where it was formulaic. Yeah, And it's how she's kind of broken off and done her own thing and discovered herself. But I don't know, it was just so inspiring. I think you've got to listen to it to find it inspiring. And she, she's taken herself off on a couple of little artist retreats. Yeah. And much as I don't like camping, I love her recent one. She's gone off camping and just sort of ah. sitting. Used, she's not gone on holiday as such, but she's painting every day and exploring wow. where she is. And, yeah, I found it really inspiring. Mm. So there we go. That's mine. Yeah. So what's yours? Excellent.
0: Well, because we just weren't feeding it last week. Sure. Um, and child was at home and she was well, she was away for a bit. Um, yeah, she she came back predictably because I said about you know, I was having my hair cut and she wasn't here. And predictably she came home and I opened the door and she said, Yeah, I go away for one day and you have your (laughs) one day and you do that. (laughs) I know exactly. Like it's got anything to do with her going away. So if I leave you alone for one day and I come back and you cut <laughs> all your hair off, <laughs> yeah, can't trust you for a minute. <laughs> anyway, so so we've been feeling a bit, and she was away, so we thought, well, we can watch telly, watch what we like, and we found two two things. Well, a very silly thing is a ridiculous thing on Netflix called Man versus Bee with Rowan Atkinson. Um, it, it's it's trending at the moment. And it's horrendous. I I can't. Oh, really? <laughs> He's basically housed it. Uh, I'm not getting into it anyway. So that's ridiculous. And then the other thing, we're just sort of scanning through oh, Netflix, okay. sort of what's on here. And there's a film called Dumpling. And we just watched the trailer. It's with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, and okay. we're watching the trailer thinking, that's Dolly Parton. And all the soundtrack is based on Dolly Parton songs. It's all Dolly Parton songs. And it's based about okay. this kid who her mother does the whole sort of pageant thing and she is a rather um, larger child not the sort of person who would normally anyway and she enters with her friends and da, 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 and it's all based on Dolly Parton things and Dolly Parton actually she's a blooming good egg um, generally and it was just really nice to be reminded of that. <laughs> She just has some fantastic quotes. Right. Because there was one from *Still Magnolias, um, being busier than a one arm paper hanger, which I've always loved. <laughs> <laughs> but there were just some from the film and then some more, which I've looked at afterwards. Just the wisdom of Dolly Parton. I think it's just, you just got to right. Google Dolly Parton quotes. So one from the <laughs> film that I really liked is, find out who you are and do it on purpose. Oh, I like that. Exactly. I love that one. And then another one, a couple of things. So this relates to what is it Anna was saying about how to start.
1: Sure.
0: Um, Dolly P. Um, I thank God for my failures. Maybe not at the time, but after some reflection, I never feel like a failure just because something I tried has failed.
1: Excellent. Excellent
0: which I like. And then the other one is, I I don't know if this is the exact quote because I was trying to remember it without having time to look it up. I've never allowed myself to be held back just because I haven't done it before. Brilliant. Love
1: them. Yeah.
0: Two more. Very quickly. I've always been (laughs) comfortable in my own skin, no matter how far it's stretched. (laughs) Love that too. And the very last one. I've always known I've got more guts than talent. (laughs) Excellent wisdom of dolly parton real thank real her. wisdom that is isn't it fantastic yeah. no she's Lots she's there. Yeah. she's great brilliant
1: so i think we've probably done that episode God, i felt like we've whipped through that again
0: we did <laughs> we're on our time oh, schedule aren't
1: we so, yeah thank you so much for listening again and if you enjoyed it please consider subscribing so that you don't miss an episode and if you listen on apple or spotify we'd love it if you leave us a review this all helps others find us apparently and if you're on Instagram, do share us on your stories and all sorts of other stuff. You know, that's all the usual. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, which I think with a really meaty episode, gosh, will will we pack that in in Zoom? I don't know, in that limited time.
0: I'm working on it. I'm working on a structure.
1: Yeah, do join us. And in the meantime, you can find us at isabelmore.co.uk and Ginaferrari-art.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye
0: thank you bye <laughs> I do have a big pink thing here saying record record. <laughs> I've just forgot to put on my screen it will happen one day we'll
1: do the whole conversation and forget to record
0: thank you for listening if you like the music it's by Ixon. And you can find it at soundcloud.com slash Ixon and the link is also in the show notes.